We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. By Seneca Resorts and Casinos, nothing else comes close. It is the preseason home opener here at KeyBank Center tonight. Welcome into Sabres Live. It is great to be back. And alongside Marty Baran, I'm Brian Duff, and we are joined by Brandon Byro of the Sabres, who gets into his second of the preseason tonight as we get underway here in anticipation of this matchup with the Bruins. Uh, congrats on the shootout winner the other night in Washington. Where did you pull that one uh, out from, given that you, your record doesn't show an awful lot of shootout attempts in your pro career? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I was pretty surprised I got picked to go. Like I said, I think I've maybe taken one shootout attempt in the, maybe the last five or six seasons, so to hear my name called was, was definitely interesting, and I don't know, hit the panic button a little bit, and just what, worked out. What was nicer, the goal or the little stick flip you did after? Like you did a little twirl in your stick blade after you put the winner in. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was a panic celebration, that's for sure. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any of it was too nice, but, you know, it works somehow. Do you feel like you're auditioning maybe for a chance to go? Because you're one for one now in the preseason. I'm saying, like, you're only as good as your last attempt, right? And your last attempt was a successful one. Are you uh, looking back to uh, the coaches and maybe walking by Seth Appert and saying, uh, hey, uh, you know, I can be your guy? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. Like he, <laughs> he said he was the one who was pushing for me to go, but oh, good. I don't know where that's been the last three years when <laughs> – and he hasn't looked my way at all. I've been looking back at him. He just doesn't look back at me. So I, I've been trying. So wow. I don't know what Typical goalie, eh, Duffer? Yeah. Like, I, don't look. I know I'm getting a look from somebody, but I'm not looking. That's set right there. That's amazing. You're, you're so low-key about this, though. And, and yet your numbers uh, just scream otherwise. I mean, last year you were on such an incredible run to, you know, unfortunately before the, the season came to an end with injury. But you had 20 points in your last 12 games. And, you know, the... The overall numbers in your time in Rochester have been terrific. How do you feel right now with this opportunity that is, uh, you know, an incredible stretch of preseason games in this this seven day window that we're in right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely exciting. It's nice to play this many games in a row. You you really get back into the swing of things things pretty quickly. And you know, I think the best part about the preseason is is the games. You know, no one wants to to practice you know seven eight times without playing. So the fact that the games are here and and you're done with the the summer training. Um, it's nice to finally, you know, see your work kind of go to go to good use. And you know, obviously, I was hurt during playoffs last year, so it's been it's been a long off season for myself, just with rehab and and skating and and just trying to get healthy again. So uh, just to be back out playing, and, and it's just been a lot of fun so far. Was there a little hesitation the first scrimmage or the first battle drills, or do you feel like I, I don't know? Some people 
they're conditioned differently. They feel like they're invincible, and some other people get a little bit more tentative. What was your first, you know, test, and how did you, you know, address it and said, "Oh, I'm good. I'm good to go." Uh, I think just kind of given where I was at in the rehab process, I didn't really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, on that that Calder Cup run we were on, I, I think I was going to be able to come back for the finals, so I was pretty close to to 100% back in in middle of June. So uh, it was nice to have that all behind me. I had a good summer of, of training and. And so that was that was behind me. I didn't think about it at all. I mean, it's just like the general soreness from from the first couple of days of training camps. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know. No matter what you do in the summers, it's it's not the same. But uh, it's nah. that bike test that gets you. The legs and the lungs are are screaming after that. Yeah, the lungs hurt all day. I feel like you're gonna cough <laughs> cough the whole day. But it's nice to get to get that out of the way whenever you get here. So you can kind of choose when you want to do it and. It's just good to get it over. I'll say that. Good. You're always looking forward. Every athlete is um, to that, you know, the next big moment. But h- how much do you think about being that close to getting in the finals last year? And you know, it was a really good team, obviously, that you were a part of. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, you know, it was really exciting. It, it definitely sucked not being able to be a part of that, and. Um, kind of when I when I got injured, I got my surgery. It was you know I guess they kind of said it was you know season ending. But then, you know we were down two nothing in the first round. I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. We ended up winning three straight, and then next thing you know we sweep the next round. And then, you know the days are going by. I'm starting to feel better, and all of a sudden it's it's a real possibility that that I'm going to be able to play in the finals. So I think that's what that kind of made it the toughest was that. You know, when I got the surgery, it was pretty devastating because I didn't think there was any chance I was back. And then, you know, once you start getting closer and, and the days are getting better and mm-hmm. you're feeling better and you're thinking there's a chance, you know, to to get that close and, and think I'd be able to help out and, and be a part of it. Uh, it was pretty tough, the fact that, you know, we were that close and, and I wasn't able to get in. It is tough, but it's also very rewarding when you're working towards a goal and you're close and you feel like you can get there, right? And you coming back from an injury was that. Last year, you got to play a game with the Buffalo Sabres, and now you're in training camp, and, and I feel personally that you're, you're right there, right, in the group of players that are fighting or could fight for a spot for some NHL action. Um, How is that for you, handling that, knowing that, well, you know, you got a game Sunday, you're getting a game tonight, you're getting some action to prove the coaches that uh, you can stay here in Buffalo? Yeah, it's it's a really exciting time. Uh, you know, really all you can ask for is turn an opportunity and, and get a chance to show what you can do. But, uh, you know, I don't really put too much pressure on myself. You know, I'm happy with the work I put in this summer, and, and so I feel like there's not, you know, a ton of pressure just because, you know, I've done what I could, you know, up to this point in, in my career, so... Um, you know, I'm happy with, with how things have been going, and it's definitely an exciting time and, and just looking to take advantage of, of every day here. And, you know, I'm just having a lot of fun every day. With Brandon Byro of the Sabres as uh, Buffalo host Boston tonight here at KeyBank Center. Um, Kozak and Rosean, your expected line mates here yeah. tonight. Um, Kozak, by the way, had an amazing shootout goal to close out the blue and gold scrimmage. So I I see what's happening here. This is like the elite hands line. Um, Hey, you get your opportunity, whichever you can. Talk to UC Jokinen about that. I'll tell you that was like shootouts kept him in the league for a long time. (laughs) You know, he scored in in his last shootout attempt as well. Oh. At, at, it was amazing. Like, the swan song was well underway. It was like, no way, he's going to get another attempt, and yeah. he scored. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, when you look at, like, who you're playing with, what is what is that mindset like? And what are, like, because you're all kind of chasing that maybe one or two spots that might be open right now. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's kind of nice to play, you know, playing with some guys that I'm familiar with. Yeah. You know, I played a lot with Rosie last year. I haven't played a ton with Kozak, but... 
it's just nice to have some familiarity. You know, you feel comfortable talking to each other, and you know, the better you know all of us play individually, the better you know we're going to look as a line. And and so you're just you know you're trying to do the right things. You know, I I think you kind of run into trouble if you try to do too much. If you think, oh, I need to make this special play to to make the team, that's you know not not what's going to happen. And um, you know, for for those last few spots, you know, you're not going to be in the top six right away or you're not going to be up in the lineup so it's just about playing simple just kind of earning the coach's trust and so what about positionally though for you center wing does it seem like you're getting looks at both yeah i think well i played center last game playing wing tonight i i believe played wing in the in the inner squad game so mm-hmm. i mean i've been a center my whole life and then when i turned pro or sorry i was been a winger my whole life and then when i turned pro i, I was a centerman uh so i'm familiar with both and it doesn't really matter what about different situation penalty kill power play whatnot like are you kind of just waiting and send maybe just like the shootout you're giving the coach a look and you say hey i can go kill the penalty give me on the ice i i want to earn whatever i can like is there um do you see those opportunities also be important for you especially in the role that you know you can accomplish with the team yeah i think so i was in the power play last game but i think today i'm just on the penalty kill they said they want me to to focus on that and um, i'm excited for that opportunity i mean the there's so many skilled players, you know, on Buffalo that, you know, I, I'm not going to be a power play guy, that's for sure. So, well, not yet, but you could be. I mean, it's not like yeah, you're we'll like, see. at the bottom of the barrel with the skill level. He he accomplished, by the way, wh- one of your favorite plays in the game against Washington. I can't believe you haven't brought it up. Which is stepping out of the box and setting up a I'm goal. Setting up a goal. That's right. Like you were on the ice for what a right? second when you when you fed Paterka. Like I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, I got out of the box and the puck just rimmed right to me. And I don't think the defenseman knew that I was right there, so I just kind of left it a stick. Okay. Well, here's the question because I never got to be in the penalty box. Unfortunately, we don't. Well, fortunately, we don't get to serve. Our Despite own nearly 100 penalty minutes that's in his right. career, I did never went to the penalty box. But how much time on the clock is left before you start paying attention to where the puck is? Like, is it five seconds before you come out of the box? Is it 10? Do you always pay attention to what's happening so that you're ready when you step on? Yeah, I kind of always paying attention. Um, always looking at the bench to see if coach wants you to, to go into the D zone or, or go into, you know, and go for a change depending on what he wants. Um, you're just praying, honestly, that they just don't score. So. <laughs> yeah. so when you get down to last, okay, one more question about that. Are you a, a blade up type of guy on the bench or a blade down type of guy on the bench when you're sitting there? Blade up. Blade up? Yeah, always blade up. You don't mind your knob getting all wet and all spit on and all of that stuff? Like, <laughs> nah. that's the thing. Guys don't like when the top of their stick, their knob of their stick gets all wet and uh, steamy. I, I don't like when the, the blade's wet. I try to dry that off when okay. I can. So so you're a blade up. I remember at a coach in Pee Wee, he used to yell at our guys when they didn't have their blades down because they said they weren't ready to get on the ice. But you have your blade up, grab your stick, boom, you're ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. But for me, I don't know, I tried... I've tried knob up before, and I don't know. It feels like awkward jumping the bench. I feel like my hands are in the right spot, so I always just go, okay. just go blade up. All right. I never had to deal with that stuff. For me, it was towel on or towel in, <laughs> like in the jersey or outside the jersey. That's what I worried about. How was summer for you, other than uh, just getting back in shape? What did you? What was the highlight? Uh, the highlights. I mean, I drove home from Buffalo right after the season, and then about a week later, I had to fly back here. My buddy had a wedding here, so. <laughs> So just Holmes, Alberta, right? Just yeah. uh, near Edmonton. Just near Edmonton, yeah. So, I mean, the wedding was probably the highlight. It was pretty low-key summer. Uh, just hung out with, you know, family and friends back home. Went on a couple of mini vacations with some buddies. And, How mm-hmm. many hours is the drive? About 32, 33 hours. So, so it's three days? Three days, okay. yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty 
pretty good little hike. Okay, you got your spots. Do you, do you plan your trip ahead? Say, oh, we're going to stop here and there, or do you just go and whatever happens? Uh, when I'm driving here, I kind of plan it out just because I'm going to need to be productive, obviously, on the ice once I get here. But yeah. <laughs> after the season, it's just get home as soon as you can. So, <laughs> U.S. side or Canadian side? Did you go through uh, northern Ontario? or No, un under, the, under the lakes, through, yeah. through the U.S., yeah. Yeah, smart. Yeah, it's right. well, College education yes, and yes, Canadian uh, gas is a little bit more expensive. It's not pretty. So it's, it's not, not pretty. pretty. <laughs> not pretty. So, all right. What's the goal? Uh, what's the kind of the, the feel for the the group right now uh, as you head into this one tonight? What would you What would you say is is the feeling? Uh, I think it's just positive right now. I yeah. think you know expectations. The difference, yeah. Like now that you're this far along in your career, like do you sense a difference? Yeah, I think. Kind of last year was a little bit different. You know, I think there was like some pretty good optimism in the organization that mm -hmm. there's going to be, you know, steps taken in the right direction. And I think that, you know, we're just building off of that again this year. I think expectations are higher. You know, we, we've set, you know, high expectations for ourselves as, as a group. So, you know, everyone's excited. Everyone's, you know, been competitive in practice, but it's been like a loose feeling. You know, it's, yeah. it's been really fun to, to be a part of this so far. Do the guys call you Beersy in the locker room? And are we allowed to now call you and... And why Beersy? Where does that come from? Is it because the they mispronounce his name often? Yeah, well, that's that's what Bureau? it was. People said Biro when I first got here, and so then it just Beersy became the nickname. But it's oh, actually it just viral. happened when you were here. Yeah, no it's one's not ever a said that. Nickname. No, okay. just here. So I thought maybe you had a wild and, night out, and uh, they're like, "Here's Beersy coming in." <laughs> no, I wish there was a cooler story behind <laughs> it. That, but Ryan, that's not the case. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck tonight in the rest of the camp. Uh, thank you. Good kid. Brandon Byro, and he'll be in the lineup tonight. It's the preseason home opener. Of course, the regular season home opener presented by the BFLO store is coming up quickly. Join us Thursday, October 12th, Sabres Rangers, 7 p.m. Pre-game party in the plaza starts at 4. Blue and gold carpet walk into the game by the players. And, of course, along with the City of Buffalo Common Council, we'll be revealing the trailblazing street sign dedicated to Rick Jenneret. More details on that at sabers.com to come and of course for home opener tickets visit sabers.com slash tickets so it's always super fun for us to be able to set up in the arena on a game day and immediately jump into the show with a live guest yes it didn't allow us to properly get reacquainted how have you been and thank you for filling in entirely for me last week and a special shout out to alex tuck for having my back when he was worried that you were about to go solo. Yeah, no, obviously, Tucky really did his job. That was the first interview on Wednesday last week, uh, and I'm glad that you're here because you're feeling better, and that's great, and you were at the so, Some people are some saying people I feel better. That, yeah, yeah, blue and gold scrimmage on Saturday. You took part of that. and you, I did. Uh, oh, you, the highlight. So how about this? I didn't really know that I was essentially filling in also for Jay Moran. Yeah, I, that's what I thought was the Like, I knew I was reason. doing bench interviews, right? So I'm filling in for Jay Moran. So it's I learned the hard way on the uh, puck out of play announcement at 11.20 a.m. Oh, no way. That the delay of more than a second when you're down there speaking to the entire arena is very, very, very troublesome, right? So you hear so, yourself back a second later? At least, probably oh, closer to two. That's going to be Ask nice. Zemgus about it someday because he took the <laughs> mic after and felt the same problem. Anyway, there were two 25-minute periods. Yes. My job as the PA announcer was to announce the goals and penalties, of which there were none. It was not a lot. Yes. You know, until very late in the game, which was hilarious. 
And then my my favorite moment of the day was the fact that so there's communication to you when a goal happens. Yeah. You're supposed to wait for the information to be relayed from the penalty box over to where we were. And I'm like, I got it. Like, I already know. You know, like, I know it was unassisted. It was a penalty shot goal. Tate Thompson. It was Tate Thompson. uh, And and I know the time. But the trick was, it was a 25-minute. No, no, but I had it. So when I walked out of the arena on Saturday, I ran into Kevin Adams. And the first thing he said to me, he goes, I can't believe you got the time right on the goal. And I'm like, see, attention to detail. This is, it was hilarious. All of those out here that are involved in youth hockey. Yes. And when you follow youth hockey score uh, updates online, if there's a website, a showcase, or whatever, they don't give you, like, if you score in the first minute of the game, it's going to say, let's say they're 15-minute periods. Mm-hmm. It's going to say 14-10. Yeah, which is well, not right. It's, it's the opposite, right? And I remember working as a kid and being the scorekeeper. And I used, it used to be a source of pride for yes. me to be able to do it by, by, by just looking at it and saying, okay, we're 12-minute period. There's one minute 56 left on the clock, so that that's 10.04. Mm-hmm. And no one by, like, right away. And there was people that used to have the calculator and be like, 12 minutes minus a minute 25 or whatever. <laughs> and I'd be like, come on, people. And then calculators, they, they don't do to 60 seconds. They would do, like, so they would sometimes be confused. And they'd, they'd be, why is it 10.82? Yes. Like, 10.82 doesn't work. But anyway, it was uh. a source of pride. You did a fantastic job. I think it's funny that Kevin Adams noticed that, but I will say this. So as you feel about sometimes you don't realize that there's hurdles in other people's jobs Mm -hmm. because you think, okay, they just grabbed the the mic, they announced it, they don't realize there's a delay. Well, Jay doesn't have to deal with that because he's up in the the press box. But there's things like that. You know what my biggest challenge was last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? When, uh, is this directly outside. related to me not being on the show? Yes. Okay, what? The biggest problem is that usually I'm on the left. And if you're watching on TV right now, I'm on the right side of your screen, but I'm on the left side of Duffer. I like to sit a little in front of you, yes. and I like to turn towards you. You yeah. like to be more behind and have a better view of me. So then I sat on your side of the table so that it would have some consistency with the guests and everybody coming in. Uh-huh. And I did the same thing where I sat really close to the table, and every guest that came on were on my left, but they were way back. So now I really have to turn myself to her to talk to the guest. Wednesday, I went home Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> and my neck is sore. <laughs> my left shoulder, my left side of my neck is really sore, and I'm like, what did I do? Oh. And then I realized it's from sitting in your spot, where I never sit there, even when we're on TV, where we're on in studio, when mm. we're here, I'm always on the left side. You're always on the right. It just happened that for three days I was on the other side and mm. my neck and, and shoulder were so stiff. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I was rubbing like hot, cold, like the, the shack, like commercial thing on my, uh, on my neck. Okay. So we've now just exhausted three more minutes of valuable time talking great, about utter nonsense. Stories. And it's my fault for bringing it up. What we haven't talked about is the preseason opener on Sunday in which there were any number of individual players we can speak of, many of whom are playing again tonight. Those players who are playing in the Sabres preseason home opener tonight against Boston at 7 o'clock, a game you can catch on WGR, Sports Radio 550, with <clears throat> along with Dan. Can I have a little 
30 second you just sidebar. asked for it you got it thank you um so msg will have the game on uh, tonight so you can watch it on msg but mm -hmm. it is going to be the nesson feed that will be shown on msg I used to think, like, I will never do this, turn the volume down and turn the radio. And now that it's hard to sync because you don't know, I'm telling you, go to the Odyssey app, app and then have your whatever, if you're watching on cable or on streaming or whatever, and then sync them with the WGR sound so that you can hear Dan and myself. And obviously, Razor's got an appearance at Hockeyville tonight, so he's not going to be there. So I'm yes. going to fill in. And uh, really looking forward to doing it. That's fun to do. Yes. Sabres will be in West Lorne tomorrow, and that's part of Kraft Hockeyville. Then they're at Pittsburgh on Thursday, back here on Saturday afternoon against Columbus. But tonight in the lineup yes. for a second straight game, Zach Benson, Yuri Kulik, the previous guest on the show, Brandon Byro, Beersy. Tyson Kozak, Isaac Rosean, Philip Cedarquist, Riley Stillman, Kale Clegg. So putting all that together, recognizing the second chance of the preseason ahead for these guys. Where do you want to start based on Buffalo having won the preseason opener in come from behind slash blown third period lead shootout fashion against the Capitals Sunday afternoon? All right, I'll start with Zach Benson just quickly because obviously God is first in, in quotation. I'm doing bunny ears here for those listening on the radio. Um, the first professional hockey goal. Yep. It's a preseason goal, but it's great, right? It's his first preseason game. He gets a nice deflection. Um, he's had a chance in training camp here to play with Thompson and Skinner a lot. Mm -hmm. Every time they were split, the, the, the white team, the blue team, the gold team, whatnot, they uh, had Benson with Thompson and Skinner. And so now he'll get to play with those two in tonight's game after a pretty good uh, showing in Washington on Sunday. Speaking of pretty so good showing. This, this guy, he had a good showing last night, I'll tell you. He was, Peyton Krebs is walking by the, the TV, and he's going to come in and just wave at so the So if, if you're going to come in. Come then right in the middle. What, what, there you go. What you were saying last night, what did he do last night? So Miracle he was League? in the Miracle League last night. Thank and you for being there. Ran around the bases about 18 times, you know, <laughs> following the, the fast runners. You, you, you Definitely awesome. heavy hitters there, he says. Yeah, Heavily hitters. So Peyton Krebs did an awesome job last night with a bunch of other Sabres and alumni that showed up at the Miracle League mm -hmm. for their All-Star Sabres event. But Peyton Krebs looked good on Sunday. So um, He had a lot of responsibility. I, th I thought yes. that's and, – and between him and Greenway and Jost, I thought they were really, really good in helping – Helping make the others, quite frankly, feel comfortable all the way through. Look, they, they could have the they they blown them out. Hunter Shepard yes. was really, really good, and the power play wasn't He's locked your in. your guy, by the way. Yeah. Hunter Shepard is your guy. But, not my guy. He's but got a Calder Cope. Krebs so. with Jost and, and, and Greenway, those three made it look NHL, right? Mm -hmm. And there's other guys that, you know, they're, they're not there yet. I felt like Zach Benson made it look NHL. Sure he did. He really worked hard, and he still talks about how he needs to learn a way to be stronger on pucks. And, and I got to talk to him this morning because I'm like, hey, Thompson, Skinner, how do you change your game? Because Sunday you played with other line mates, and now you got yeah. these two. How do you change your game? I try not to change my game too much. So he was kind of giving me the – you know, the cliches and all of that. I'm like, okay, I'll ask you something more specific, Zach. If you have the puck and you're skating it out of your zone, are you the guy and the guy that likes to carry it through the neutral zone with speed? Mm -hmm. And how does that change now that you may look over to your left and see big 72 and 53 maybe at the far blue line saying, hey, Zach, I'm open, I'm open. And Caliposa was joking. He says, you're going to see him do like his, you know, like 10 and, 10 and 2 while he skates at the far blue line. But... Zach started laughing, 
But he's like, well, obviously I like to carry the puck through the neutral mm-hmm. zone, but if I see Thompson open, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. And so it changes. It sure changes does. things. And this is a big opportunity for Zach Benson. He played well on Sunday. But I really feel that we'll get to really know more about Zach Benson and how comfortable he is mm-hmm. and how confident he is. I talked about cocky he is at times but now it's more about confidence and playing your role playing with Thompson and Skinner yes and obviously Yuri Kulik uh what a dazzling goal he scored yes. in the blue and gold scrimmage on Saturday I mean just a kind of an innocent little puck sitting there off the wall and he turned it into <laughs> under the bar like lightning laser. fast laser it, w- it was so well done and 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 yet Yuri could have had a far more pronounced impact on that first game in Washington because the Sabres were afforded so many power plays early. And the first four shot attempts all came from Yuri from the same spot. And he ended up with a stat line that I'm sure for him was disappointing. And that was the fact that he had five missed shots out of his six shot attempts in the game. One blocked, five missed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? He'll get another chance on the power play tonight. Yes. Because he is scheduled to. I mean, things can change. And obviously, Alex Tuck was supposed to be in the lineup. He will not play tonight. So, Olivier Nadeau is going to take mm-hmm. his roster spot. And maybe that's going to change the lines, which was, was reported on social media by many of the Sabres reporters this morning. Yeah. But Yuri Kulik. 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 Um, not Kulik. Kulik. No. Uh, Kulik. Kulik. Lick. Lick. Not leak. I love how they do that, by the way, how they have the guys say their own names so you can have the right pronunciation. But So Yuri, I'm here guy, for you. number 20, will be on the right flank. That's his spot. That's his yeah. one-timer shot. That's his I'm stepping in the middle shot. Mm-hmm. That's the Victor Olofsson spot type thing, right? Like if you think of power play in the right flank, that's his spot. But he'll be on with Roseanne in the bumper and Casey Milstadt on the left side. Mm-hmm. Milstadt's still a lefty, playing the left side, but it's more about the passing option. He's going to look for that seam down the middle mm-hmm. to Yuri on the back door or Roseanne in front of the net or Clegg back. I mean, this is going to be interesting to see how that works for Kulik and, and, and that second power play opportunity. Uh, before we break real quick, um, was there one other name you wanted to take from the preseason opener in that 4-3 shootout win? I've against been talking the Capitals. about Kozak a lot. And, okay. And through J.J. Uh, Paterka had a goal. He had a shootout goal. He had five shots on goal to lead the team. J.J. Paterka, by the way, and we talked to Byro about him coming out of the penalty box mm-hmm. and sending Paterka on that, that chance. And, and it's a really smart play really to stay with it. Really smart play from J.J. Paterka. And I laugh because Benoit Lair, a goalie coach in New York for many years with a very thick French accent, would always say, guys, go off the back. Go off the butt, go off the back, go off the butt. And he would tell the guys, the guys would laugh. They'd be like, what are you talking about? But the smart players, they don't panic in that moment. JJ makes a nice little move, comes around. The puck is below the goal line. He gets it, and under control, he's like, I know exactly what I got to do. I got to go off butt. And he goes, poof, and it's in the net. Nothing Stevenson could do. Nothing he can do, but that's that's the – the maturity, I think, that we're seeing out of J.J. Paterka. Because last year, I think he would have panicked in that mm-hmm. situation. Even at Game 70 last year in the regular season, I think he would have panicked a little bit in that situation. Mm-hmm. Did not panic at all. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see Paterka uh, look good. I thought Eric Comrie looked really good. 
So we're oh. going to talk about it. Devin Levi expected to start. Tukarski right? ended up finishing really strong. He was yes. really good in the overtime when they got outplayed and then obviously was better than his counterpart in, in the, the shootout. shootout so. Yeah, but Comrie, I talked to him this morning and I, because his pads don't have barely any puck marks. And I'm like, dude, are you washing those? Like, are you like wiping them down after every practice? And he goes, I'm just not making any saves. And he's laughing. And I'm like, well, you did in Washington. He goes, yeah, I did. Felt pretty good about it. Yeah, stop 19 to 21. He said first period didn't really feel like there was a ton. No, it was, it was all Buffalo that period. And in the so, second period, yeah. he said a lot of east-west. And that as a goalie, I think, is the biggest adjustment in the preseason. Yeah. Because you see so many pucks come in at you in practice on flow drills where it's north-south, right? And they come in, in straight lines. You're set in your position. You're, you're ready for the shot. You make the save. Mm -hmm. But in games, in, in break, bro, broken down plays, there's all these lateral plays where you have to explode right to left, left to right. Mm -hmm. And I thought he made that one save before the second goal was excellent, and there was other opportunities that he, he looked really sharp. Well, the one thing we have learned in two-plus years doing this show together, and years and years and years beyond that doing the pre- and post-game shows together, is that we often think alike. But we do think differently enough to keep things interesting. So I will say this. The player of the game, from my standpoint for Buffalo, was a guest of yours on the show last week. Oh. He goes by the nickname of Yanni. Yanni. And Ryan Johnson led the Sabres in even strength time on ice on Sunday. I thought he was just incredibly yes. poised throughout the course of the game. And tonight we have a historic tandem for the Buffalo Sabres. Not just in Buffalo history, we're talking in NHL history. We'll dive into that story next. It's Sabres and Bruins from KeyBank this evening. This is Sabres Live. Stay with us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.